Hey everyone, it's Mark. I want to talk to you about something that I mentioned in the uh, August 2015 uh, e-alert. It's the main article. If you haven't looked at that, uh, go uh, go find the archived copy either in your email if you're on my list uh, or on uh, the website uh, advisorylawgroup.com. This has to do with a really interesting whistleblower case uh, that has some extremely important lessons for all sorts of providers, and that is that you know it's a False Claims Act case uh, rooted in violations of uh, the federal anti-kickback statute and Stark. But what's interesting is that in in almost uh, probably every other case that I've read, number one, the whistleblower has been somebody with inside information. So it's either a member of the group, uh, a hospital employee, um, a um, uh, an administrator, um, uh, somebody from a, an outside building service, but these people have uh, access to uh, copies of uh, billing information uh, and or copies of uh, inside documents, uh, all of which taken together are enough to meet the very particular requirements of, of pleading uh, in court a, a whistleblower action, a, a, a false claims act action. But this case involves somebody who's a complete stranger. It involves a real estate appraiser who basically conducted his own investigation in connection with uh, a hospital project that he saw being developed. And he unearthed information, not about any particular claim. He doesn't have any information uh, that Mrs. Jones uh, was charged for services, billed for Medicare, and there was an underlying kickback. Instead, he was able to show, uh, at least to get past the motion to dismiss stage, which is going to set him up for settlement, uh, he was able to demonstrate a systemic kickback. In other words, the relationship between, in this case, a medical office building developer and a hospital company provided benefits that were passed through, he argues, to physician tenants. And even though he can't point to one for example, Medicare or Medicaid claim, that systemic defect, the, the discounts involved in an underlying real estate transaction were enough to get him past the motion to dismiss. So this completely broadens the scope of who could bring a case. It completely broadens the scope of who could be a whistleblower. And additionally, it shows that you don't need to have specific evidence uh, of a an underlying anti-kickback or an underlying Stark violation, but that a description of a systemic error, uh, something about the way the, the system, the relationship between the hospital or the medical group and a referring physician or physicians uh, is set up uh, can trigger False Claims Act liability.